You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Notice you've uh, you've 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 deleted some facial hair. Um, yeah, I shaved a little. I I cut it down a little bit, uh, and uh, you know, but it's growing. It's growing back. I've I I talked to I talked to my follicles, and we're getting that back and going. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good I stuff. Lost, I lost that conversation with my follicles when I was eighteen, and uh, they said "fuck you" and they left. Uh, hi everyone. This is the Zach and Mike Make Three podcast. I am Zach Blair. That's Mike Weeby. We do band band guy shit uh, is what we do. And we also do this podcast and we ask guests what are three things they're into, three things they love, uh, three things that they do. It could be anything. Uh, So pretty vague, but that's how we do it over here. How are you, Michael? I'm good. I got left. I got my left eyes extra sleepy today for some reason. It's really I wish my eyes were I wish my eyes were as wide as each. I wish I had a symmetrical face, but it's very asymmetrical. And sometimes in the morning, my left eye is really, really fucking uh, really uh, thumb your orc looking and today it's extra it's extra kid a and uh and and which wouldn't be a problem because i don't look at myself but these fucking zooms man especially when you got a three-way zoom you can't really because when normally when i do a zoom with one person like with uh the head shrinker or whatever like i arrange it so i don't look at myself at all but to see both of you guys i kind of have to have myself on the screen i just keep like looking at that going like fuck dude how do we is that a plastic surgery thing? Uh, let's quit talking about your fucking face. How about that? Um, I'll move on to some. I'm just going to keep. I, I know listeners can't see this. I'm just going to keep this like this the whole time. So it doesn't distract you guys. Well, then so the. Uh... Which is why when I say keep this like this, I am using my thumb and forefinger to raise the outsides of my left eye kind of in. a. This is riveting uh how's your week bro 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 fucking great man fucking great shows coming back music is happening uh i'll be playing if when you're listening to this on thursday i'll be doing a show with ian mcdougall at the hole in the wall we're doing our our weirdo stripped down thing that doesn't really have a name yet but we're just doing it and uh it's it's kind of kind of becoming its own thing and i i wonder if i'll have another another band name and another album coming out in the next year from it because it's super fun own thing and i am here for it uh well that's fun i'm uh, about to go on tour um on the i leave the 21st so that will be with the rise against band with uh the descendants going on tour with us which is uh mind-blowing so everybody if you see that coming to your town 
come to the show, hit me up about the guest list because everyone and their dog is already doing that anyway. So there's that. So we're doing shit. You and me are popular people. People like us and we do stuff with ourselves, with our time. Right. Uh, first first Thursday of every month, uh, Excelsior. It's a comedy show at Buzzmill. It's free. We're still getting the word out. So whatever that first Thursday of August is, which is coming up fucking fairly quick. And again, everyone, uh, what we hopefully uh, we can get our guest on the show well, you, on to, to be here. You're you're going to make people wreck again. You you know, fucking pull I don't care. I want them to wreck. I want them to stop and fucking just take in the magic of what I do. You know, maybe you're driving to work and you're thinking about work shit and you haven't fucking pulled over and thought about what LM Dub is up to and what what he's bringing to the world. It's 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 the way it's it's the new smell the roses. It's it's the, the just just the phrase stop and smell the roses. Just throw that shit in the trash compactor, mulch it up and put it on a pile. The new phrase is stop and hear the weeby. Stop, drop, hear the weeby. Uh, hear the weeby, baby. Um, all right. Well, now that you've had enough of us blathering on and talking, we can get to our guest. Our guest today is Ben Roy. Ben Roy. Oh, shit. Stand up comedian. He's a musician. He has a band called The Spells. He does all kinds of things. Hi, Ben. He's already here, folks. So- hey, Jackpot. Yeah. Oh, comics getting together. And boy, don't we know how to cut up. Uh-huh. Don't we uh-huh. know how to cut up? Zach, give us a minute. Don't we know how to cut oh, up? Oh, boy, we know how to cut up. Sometimes we get so sad after a show. If it doesn't go well, we cut ourselves up a little. <laughs> we do. And Just then the we, little lines right we, below the small of the leg to make us feel alive. Above the knee because... Second. I never show above my knee. Anyway, I'm I'm a little insecure about my quad size. How are you guys doing? This is really exciting, and I'll stop being super annoying. But it's good to see you. I'm going to continue both. being annoying for the rest <laughs> oh, of the goddamn It's going to be thing, annoying man. for for an hour, my friend. I know. Uh, I'm just going to take this time to say the word uh, bazinga. Bazinga! Hey, oh, give me a dog pop. Give me, give me a, a balloon pop, a dog bark, and a slide whistle. Give me some. We do need a. You know, we did talk about that. How we need Mike. We do need the uh, the the noisemaker, like the fart machine and all that stuff. Hell yeah! For things like this, yeah. I think we really should. Implement- well, Ben, Ben completely uh, has kind of nailed that in the most. Like it, it's it's such a thing that. It, Ben has a podcast called The Rat Race, and it is uh, a morning zoo crew show doing morning zoo crew stuff. And it nails it so fucking hard that like there's no because I because I love that stuff. And I've always kind of goofed around doing bits like like you do with Donnie D. But it's like, you know, just that thing where like, well, there's somebody already did it and it's perfected. Not that I was like in the works of doing that, but just hearing that going like, God damn, that's it's like when you saw Jackass for the first time, you're like, oh, I just should have done that and that. And then and and, you know, not that it would be necessarily as good or the same or whatever, but it's that thing of like, well, somebody already did it. Perfect. So I just need to fucking take a step back. It is such a phenomenon and 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 such a, a part of our culture that we don't really think of how absurd and dumb and ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And it's I mean, and it's pure and it's purely American. I oh, mean, it absolutely. is. A, yeah. 
absolutely. Yeah. You know as well as I, I, going and doing those fucking shows. You had to be there at six a.m. or something like mm-hmm. that. And they are so on, and they're usually just over it, over it, and then the mics on. Like, hey, this is. And- yeah, they come right back, and then they're immediately. You know, it's six thirty in the morning, and Tara and Donna from Bleacher Sports Bar. They're going to be stopping by in about half an hour. They, you know, it's sauce month. Uh, down there at Bleachers, so they're going to be bringing in some of their world-famous <laughs> dipping sauces for us to try. And I got to say, this Chipotle habanero, this stuff is to die for. This is so good. And they're always, like, uh, totally fucking unhealthy. I, I mean, yeah. as a stand-up, oh, Mike, yeah. Mike, you know, I mean, if you, you this is part of the landscape of being a stand-up is, yeah. is, like, if you're working a club, you got to get up and do morning radio and and chill for tickets to your oh, show. I do it in a band too, though. I mean, you know, I can't tell you how much of that shit I've had. To, my father was a radio DJ. Thankfully, he didn't do that shit, but he fucking hated those guys. Would always talk to me about how full of shit all the time. <laughs> but I one time on air, on air, the guy before we we went live, he was talking to me. He had seen my bands play before I was in Rise Against and. He was a Texas DJ and he was totally fine, totally cool. And then he was, okay, man, we're going to go live. And then he turned on the thing, turned on the juice, on the magic. And he goes, hey, man, we're here with Zach from Rise Against. And man, why are you so angry? Uh, don't don't hate me, man. We like to have fun here. I know you guys in Rise Against, you don't like fun, man. I know you guys are vegan and you're straight. What? I swear to God, it threw me under the bus on the, and I was just dumbfounded. I was just, uh, <laughs> what are you talking? And it was the weirdest and that's it. You know what he's doing, though? And the reason you have a problem with this, Zach, is you don't understand uh, the zhuzh of radio. But what he's doing is he's getting provocative. He's evocative. He's trying to get you to give him an emotion, something that'll move the drivers. That's because true. these guys are in traffic. These see Bob and Pops. You know what I mean? And I, I it's the voice <laughs> comes on and off as soon. And I'm convinced that it has to do with the, the headphones. Right. Yeah. I, I think they that. hear their voice and then they get closer to the mic and then they just <laughs> yeah. start doing this. And, and I've also. Geographically, it's that accent, too. It's that like yeah. that north. Yeah. that Well, it's like a it's like a non-regional diction thing a little bit. And it's also a cadence thing, because what you have to do is you have to slow it down. You have to say some things and then you have to speed it right back up. And that's how it works. It's an up and getting into it. Chingy is going to be there. We've got Andrew Ridgely (laughs) from Wham is going to come down. This is going to be a hell of an afternoon. So you're going to want to stop by. It's like you're right. It's always the worst dumbest shit that no one wants to take part oh, of. Oh, yeah. How it is. This is Woodstock time fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the thing is like we started doing 97.9 The Rat Race, which, by the way, is available uh, through our good friends at All Things Comedy. Of course, that's Al Madrigal, Bill Burr's uh, podcast uh, imprint. But it's available through that. And, and like we started doing this more as a skewer of Americana. Like the other part of it is that there's always a bleacher sports bar. There's always some f- fuck, some terrible company sponsoring it. You know, Dante and Bridget from a couple of ding dongs clock repair. They're going to be stopping that. <laughs> it, 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 and it, you know, it is, it's overwinding awareness, month. this is a big one and you can overwind those clocks. So they're going to be giving, coming in, giving us a four, one, one at a proper clock maintenance. It's literally you can do this nonstop and it sounds like your shitty city and your shitty town, wherever you are. 
You know um, who else does it perfectly is James Adomian does that Tom Likas impersonation. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, James Adomian is criminally underappreciated yeah. as one of the best character actors. Why he's show. not, uh, I mean, other than just he's too good and in, I'm not, well, I'm not even trying to say like, I hate SNL, but it is like a weird thing. Like, why don't, why isn't that guy, you know, the new Kristen Wiig or whoever? Like, it is weird. Like, why? Because he's not going to have a fucking meltdown after meltdown probably and fucking be with Ariana Grande or whoever, you know, I think they need those people that push headlines. And uh, I, you know, not saying no, no, like get me. I'm available. I have meltdowns constantly. (laughs) I'm about to freak out right the fuck now. And nothing has happened. Nothing has happened. I know. I know. I know. I know. But I'm not Lauren Michaels. This is not. The, uh, he's, uh, he's not Lauren Michael. I didn't. I am not Lauren. You don't know that because your eye is swollen shut, and you. Wow, can't it is. It is, and you're back. <laughs> you're backlit, and from this angle, it looks like you've had massive plastic surgery. Uh, we get deep here. We get deep. Yeah, you guys. I, I. You know what's crazy is that I've watched because. So I was a new face in 2010 for Just for Laughs. That's how long ago I was. <laughs> A, a part of the the new faces of comedy and in my cl- group was Colin Jost and Melissa Villasenor oh, no and shit. and now I've watched them and I'm like you guys are on SNL and I <laughs> You just married fucking Scarlett Johansson. Oh man. Uh and I was on True TV. Well, uh, that's something. It's a vehicle for the impractical jokers. I was on a vessel <laughs> for just delivering the impractical jokers to America and nothing against those dudes. They're great fucking people, but that's also something though. It um, is, you know, whatever it's fine. But, uh, um, I'm now in, in a wingback chair in a, in a small apartment. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I keep it punk rock and you guys fucking know, dude, that. you know, dude. that bro. Damn on. Dude, I'm so fucking punk. You really oh, are. Man. I don't even want the money, dude. I don't even fucking want the money, bro. Dude, yeah. I mean, if if you just if you would have got on there, we never would have had uh Thai food in Chico, California, <laughs> of nowhere on a Tuesday night. Dude, I mean, you would have given up that experience. So. I want to. I, I Zach, you guys have obviously played together and and been in bands. I I want to I want to wash your face a little bit, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna lick your face a little bit because mm-hmm. my band Spells went on tour with with Dracula's for right before COVID. Yes, and right before COVID. And I I, I and I've told you guys this before, but what a goddamn blessing. That was the most like the shows were up and down. They were whatever, like a typical tour. You get a weekday like show or what? Yeah, that, but. I have not had that much fun. And honestly, watching you every night uh, do what it is that Weeby does is a fucking was a pleasure. He he Weebies the audience. And, well, you know, and and I agree. I I, the Dracula's is my band as much as it is Mike Weebies. And I was not able to do that tour. I sent a stunt double. And, he, and I was really bummed out because Mike has given me the field reports from that tour. It's telling me how amazing it was, how much fun he had, how great your band was. We missed we miss you all. Like, I fucking love your band. I, I uh, Both of your bands, Zach. But Dracula's is just, 
it's so it's such a unique thing you're doing and seeing it every you missed out but i hopefully at some point we get to to, to have fun again and but yes, i i as a front man and a stand-up then we went to denver and you did the Grolix our show and watching you do both i was like fuck this guy <laughs> well i mean vice that's that tour it was super it like I was happy with like the turnout, especially for like a new band and the record wasn't out yet. And yada, yada. But like, man, it would not have been it was good, but it it was great because you guys were there. And just like even when there was like a like even when we were rolling into like Salt Lake City, we were like, hey, guys, this is probably going to be lean and mean. Like we still had like the best fucking time and like yeah. hung out. And it was so it was just yeah. so fucking. And then good, we're watching you people. guys every night was just like, well, I can't phone this in. You know, because you were out there and like getting every, you know, even if it was like that, that show, like that Salt Lake show where there's like nine people and you're just getting everyone in there. Where it was just like, fuck, this is so fun and good. And I got to fucking pull it up. And it was I'm just going I'm going out and uh, I leave in two weeks to go out on tour with uh, off with their head. Oh, yeah. But, I, but oh, I'm wow. doing stand up before them. Ryan hit me up and he was like, do you want to do stand up? Uh, like before the full band. And I was like, do you think that's a good idea? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah. that's an honest reaction. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking in. And I, it's going to be weird, but I don't no, know. It's just I, a different I'll, vibe. You know what I mean? I It'll think, be fun. Here's the thing. And I, I've said this, man. I, so the first time I saw you do stand up was you were opening for like, it was like JT and Ryan doing, uh, it was like, like an acoustic, acoustic. Yeah. And it was the sidewinder in Austin, which has now been is now it's been it's been four bars since then. And that was only two years ago. Um, but God damn it. You I, I was one of those things like I was like, because I, I went to that show going like, I want to do stand up. I wish I was on the show. And then I got and I saw the crowd and saw kind of like how they were reacting i was like oh thank god i'm not on this show i i'm not this this would not be good and then you fucking got on stage and got in and it was it was like mind-blowing how you wrangled a crowd that did not want to have anything to do with stand-up you and have to scare an audience a little bit it and was like, fucking great yeah, but I, Mike, think I, I think that's what you do mike with being a frontman for a band and because you've done it many times with Dracula's been my brothers in the band the toadies and Dracula's yeah. they'll put they'll put us on those shows and those people do not they barely want to hear the toadies they want to hear the songs from the radio that they know and they want to fuck off you know right. and they don't even give a shit and so Mike given that adversity it's almost like he the what you're explaining with band with stand-up you do it with with as yeah. a matter of fact, I think if a crowd is indifferent, it, it almost stokes Mike out more. And he wants to do, you know, he does a better show if he knows they don't want to see us or they don't like him or they don't like the band. It's almost like he does better. It's so like, I got yeah. my wife, man. Yeah. If they love you, if they, if they love you, you do great. But if they don't love you, you do even better in a weird a staunch indifference. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, wait. So uh, I hate to steer this podcast, yeah. but I so and I I could talk. Uh, and wash both of your both of your anuses for quite some time because I'm a big fan of. Well, like, mine. I tell you what, mine could use it because yeah. I don't want to go down this road. You know, I don't you, know if you remember there was a really big uh, toilet paper shortage, Mike. And Mike, I, 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 I know. 
I don't want to get COVID, so I have not touched toilet paper in over a year, well (laughs) over a year now. And I remember when we were on the road, you were conserving. You'd use only one sheet, both sides. I remember that about you. And I'd keep it. I'd keep it and (laughs) double double dip. Uh, Do you want to get into your three things? Oh, yeah. So how does this work? I, I feel weird about this. I sent you like three things. Rather yeah. impulsively, and I don't know if I still like those things. My interests. I fucking hated him to begin with, so it's okay, time cool. to right on. Well, then that's a good. Well, I knew, I knew uh, one of them was going to be. We'll we'll let you intro it, but I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll 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 intro your first thing because let's I let's I do what we now we do it. Well, we'll let's go with your thing number one. Thing number one. Thing number one. Bam. Uh, Ben's first thing, and he'll intro the rest of them. But if you know Ben, you know that his, you know, stand up is his job. Music is his occupation, but his passion, his love is to wrap his sweaty, thick legs around the torso of another man (laughs) and take his arms and just choke, choke out, just just. Just That's take right, out y'all. All- I'm into aggressive BDSM. S- Number one. Here it is. Bam. Well, I was yes. going to say, you choke out, choke out. And I'm talking about your own throat. You're doing it to yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. You you know I got that David Carradine flow. <laughs> no, I, I I think you're talking about my love of uh, jujitsu and martial arts as a That's whole. True. Well, uh, That's insane, Ben. My brother wrote the book on and my brother does the same thing jujitsu he does taekwondo he's a black belt and a few different things and he wrote the book on getting his black belt at taekwondo after 40 years old on tour with a band he also no has shit a, yeah and he also has a podcast about guys that tour that uh musicians that are also uh, martial artists so i'm sure he would love to have you on i, I would fucking love to talk martial arts wait 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 so he got his his black belt in taekwondo after 40 after 40 because we had done it when we were kids my brother discovered uh kung fu so he did kung fu and he got to the, like they don't i know the, the wind chung or whatever and yeah like sifu or whatever they yeah, call it yeah he did all that then he discovered jujitsu uh and then decided fuck it and pivoted went back to taekwondo and now he's a third degree with taekwondo what and, yeah he's he's really he switches around I didn't mean to make this about him, but no, I fucking love that. Let's yeah. talk martial arts because I'm a fucking martial arts geek. And I, he also does now he's he's doing. Um, oh, God, what was it, Mike? It's not the 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 it's the stuff with the fighting staff. It's but it's not that. Um, fuck. Is it with the sticks like Arnis or Escrima, like the Filipino stick fighting? Or is it talk to him? No, it's uh, not shoot a kind of uh, baseball. It's called baseball. Oh, baseball. I'd have to put you in touch with him. But anyway, he's uh, he's shoot fighting. He's also writing. uh, He he's he has a podcast with that guy that does the whistle kick podcast. I don't know who that guy is. And uh, he's he writes for Taekwondo Times, the magazine. What? He's nuts with it. I didn't know that about you. So that's why. Oh, I mean, I well, so I I started doing. So I walked into a Japanese juice. So it was like 23 years old. I this is going to get very dark very quickly. So like just as a, a trigger warning for anybody's sexual abuse or whatever. But I, I uh, when I was a young kid, I was abused in the Catholic Church as I was abused at a summer camp for uh, for Catholic boys. And then 
I, but in order for part of me going to this camp was that my parents said, if you stay, we'll let you take karate. Cause this was right around the time of karate kid. And I had always wanted to take karate, but because of the events that were happening there, I wanted to leave. So I left the camp early and they were like, well, you, and I never told them why until a few years later, what had happened, but they took this away from me. I didn't get a chance to do it. And so I had always wanted to do a martial arts, like a martial art. And I was kind of picked on a lot for being kind of um, sensitive and, and a feet, you know, or effeminate, you know, like I, people would kind of just pick on me and I was a skater and I, and I always, so when I moved to Colorado, I was like 22 years old and I would always look at ads for martial arts schools. And I was like, when I'm older, I'm going to do a martial art. And then I was like, wait a second, I'm a fucking fully grown adult. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. It just hit me that day. And I walked across the street and I went to a Japanese jujitsu school because my dad had always told me judo and jujitsu, you don't have to be strong. It's about using leverage. And I thought, well, I'm not strong, so I'm going to do this. And so I just got into it. And I didn't know there is a big difference between Japanese jujitsu and Brazilian jujitsu. And so I got all the way up to brown belt and Brazilian jujitsu. I mean, in Japanese jujitsu. And then somebody invited me to a submission wrestling school and a Brazilian jujitsu school. And I went and I told them, Hey, I'm a brown belt. And they were like, Oh, cool. And brown belt is next to black belt. And they beat the dog shit out of me for 90 minutes. I mean, it was like open season on the dipshit who just showed up. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to tell you the Riverboat Gamblers have a brand new seven-inch out. We covered a Ramon song and we covered a Motorhead song. And we were lucky enough to get CJ Ramon to do some backup vocals. It's on limited edition vinyl. There's some yellow and some pink. Uh, you can get it at Gamblers Forever, forevergamblers.com, or go to our Bandcamp page. We did a real small run on our own, so get them while they're getting good. And I thought at one point, I was like, they're trying to kill me. I'd never trained that hard. And I just quit Japanese jiu-jitsu that next day and signed up for Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I've just been doing that. And honestly, it's because I have panic attacks. Mike, Mike and I have talked to a great length, like my depression and anxiety has been a kind of, I'm sure for a lot of human beings, that's regular. So I just got into it, but man, do I fucking love it so much so that during quarantine, I actually rented an old hair salon in a kind of rougher part of Denver and we gutted it. And then I put my own mats in there and my own little like space so that we could train in a contained group because a lot of schools weren't being as safe as I felt comfortable. So we had a small group and I just, for the last year on a year lease, just wrestled men. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. My my brother did jujitsu for a long time. And and honestly, he was doing it on tour. He made a bunch of friends. Um, uh, He's in Amarillo, Texas. So anyway, my my brother says this fraternity of friends, like everywhere, they're all jujitsu guys. And uh, I got to put you guys in touch now. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, I teach jujitsu, um, when I'm I not took one class from Ben uh, yes, over in Zoom. I yeah, yeah, during quarantine. But you'll have to yeah. come to an actual class at the school. Man, I, you school know, I did too. kickboxing for about a year, year and I've a half. said that that's perfect for you because you're yeah. long and rangy. I like rangy. It. Well, I liked it a lot. I liked it a whole lot. And I, I would still be taking it if 
my life work schedule kind of just got a little weird and the place was kind of far away and Austin's getting a little bit like LA and that like something's only, you know, seven miles away, but you got to go like, oh, well, this is going to take a half hour depending on what time of day it is to get there and yeah. stuff like that. Any Husel, uh, I did take a couple of jujitsu classes once and, and like, and it was like the second one, like the guy got me in some kind of an arm bar and it was so like, you know, it was like tap out when you're done. And I was, I wasn't even like trying to be like a tough guy and not tap out for too long, but the difference between, I mean, it seriously, it was like the difference between a millimeter of an inch between like, oh, this is, you know, the, you know, he had me, I know my shoulder was in a certain way and yeah. it was like, I'm stuck. And I was like, I could like tap here and go like, and this wasn't like an intense, this was very much just training, but I was still kind of trying to figure out how far is too far. And it was like, well, this is a little uncomfortable. The difference between that and I swear to God, like it must have been, he put, applied some pressure and went barely an inch, like popped my shit. And I was like fucked up for like a month. And I was like, uh, it is, it is easy to get hurt. Oh yeah. And that's it. Joints are, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It's broken. And yeah, that's exactly. So you learn like after years of doing it to like, okay, he's got it set in. I'm not going to fuck with this. The yeah. funny part, like the weird thing is, is that I, I grew up, you know, like skating and playing in bands and stuff. And I fucking hated, I didn't play sports. I was like, fuck jocks. You know, I was yeah. just like, like an, I didn't like that thing. But then I got to a certain point at like my adult life where I was like, no, this stuff is good for you and it's good for your brain. And why am I letting the assholes hoard yeah. all of the good shit, you know, like, and, and, um, there are a lot of really nice, good people in the, in the martial arts community. I mean, when I hear about your brother doing it, that's, I want to do like some sort of striking thing, but, but anyway, so that's, that's been, uh, that's definitely been, uh, uh, something. And I think Mike, you should do it cause you're a rangy fella. Do you do any Zach? Do I don't, well, my brother had talked me into that and I, I, <sighs> I tried that for a little while and I, and I liked it. He's just obsessed with martial arts. So yeah, he's into like four different ones and all that. So you guys will have endless things to talk about. Yeah. I just, I honestly, I, I, I run, I'm a runner. I do that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All I do is fucking sit around and play guitar. It's basically the same shit I've always done since I was like, 12 so you know how you, you, i got that was how i i was I, quite a bit heavier and i lost a, a substantial amount of weight and i did it running and i actually yeah. for a number of years got really into running and talk about something that is hyper addictive is, is running and it's so great with guys like us who tour <laughs> yes. because guys like us who tour because all you got to do is take a pair of shoes on tour yeah. and you can just you know, oh. and, uh, and I hard disagree. I tried to get into running over the pandemic and I just I kept hearing guys like you saying, like, you get into it, you get fine. It and I did it a lot. Like I did it like at, <laughs> least, at least five days a week for four months. And I never didn't hate it. Like I never <laughs> it never got better. I, I mean, I felt like I got better at endurance and things like that. And I and I'm I'm a little out of shape now. I'm a lot out of shape now because I kind of I fell off of it so hard. But like, God damn it. I never I never found anything to like about it. And maybe oh. some of that is like the places I was running, which is near my house, which is like old warehouse and sadness and stuff. Oh, that's great to run uh, through. 
but I, I, I could not. And uh, uh, my buddy uh, Mishka is like fucking way into running. And oh, Mishka like, loves to run. Oh, he, yeah. He's like written a book about it and stuff. Yeah. But like, it's so I, I don't get it. I like I like um, cardio. So I'll also bike. Uh, there's a there's a velo track here outside of town. You go out, take your bike out there. But, you know, during pandemic, I had to prove it. I was part of a gym and all that shit. And I was like, I'm not going into a fucking gym. So I got into this. And then I was like, well, shit, I can I don't have to stop doing this when I go on tour, because, you know, as well as I do, when you go on tour, so much of your life changes your sort of daily rituals and stuff. And this is something I didn't have to change. Plus, I read a book. Um, Johnny Marr wrote a book. Johnny Marr is a big runner. And he explains his journey with it. And it was really inspiring. I was like, oh, wow. You know, something he was looking for as well. Because hotel gyms suck sometimes. Sometimes they're yeah. great. Just, there's like odd, you know, handheld weight down there. And that's it. And so he he started doing that. And he, he's like, that guy does like 30 miles. And, you know, in one a, a day or whatever. It's bananas. But yeah, it was it's really a. Tiring. It's a, it's super rad. And I, I, I got up to was doing like 50 miles a week and, yeah and, and but God the damn. thing is, is that I got so, so lean, like, I mean, very thin people would be like, are you sick? Cause it just really, really leans you out. I mean, you, yeah. Uh, and, and it's, uh, I, but I loved doing it. I just kind of got away from it because of time, like doing jujitsu. Yeah. Like I spend a lot of time doing that, but i even now I still get out and I'll go for a run and I'm like, man, I miss doing this. Um, I think you're probably trying to keep a pace, Mike, that you maybe is a little like, I think people go out and they think they have to do a certain amount and you know, whatever. And, uh, well, uh, yeah, mine definitely was, I got, I was trying to do like, uh, what do you call it? Like circuits, like 30 seconds, hardcore. And then like, a minute kind of walking because i just oh, I, I, sucks I, why i do want to get lean though like i do want to get like super lean mike yeah mike lean. you want to get lean i want to get lean <laughs> shut up all right what's <laughs> I, I know i know i only do like three to five miles a day like that's a great day. one like a 5k is fucking great yeah, couple... that's all i do every yeah. day so it's if like I, you know, it, I, for people that don't know, K is that he means thousand, five thousand. Yes, 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 yes. No, I just, you know, I mean, it's it's like I do 15 to 20 miles a week, you know, that's five large. That's you know. great, though. Like, I, I yeah. well, we could go on and on about that one. I'm okay. sure. So your thing number one is Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yes. OK, well, then let's get into your that's a great one. Let's get into your thing. Number two. Bang. Number two. You there? Okay. I say it. Okay. Number two that I've been really into lately. And I know I'm not the only one judging by their popularity, but man, do I love Karen videos? I've been watching yeah. Karen videos. I mean, I subscribe to like every Karen video, Instagram feed. I subscribe. I, <laughs> I go I to like bed watching, watching Karen. It pissed me off so much at white people that I can't fucking take. I know. That's why I love it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I was I oh, my God. Well, OK, so a couple problems just to get up straight out the bat. I feel like right now the Karen minds, they're really trying to find new material, like new videos. And I feel like as of late, we've been trailing into posting videos of people who are quite clearly mentally ill. Sure. And that's, yeah, why I, you know, like I'll see a couple where I'm like. This person is not a Karen. They're they're yeah. Sick. They're they're mentally ill. Shouldn't be laughing at this. Yeah. Right. I, and I, I get I, sad. You know what's crazy is uh, you texted me that you were gonna say that, and uh, I 
I literally, I like randomly literally had that yesterday. I was in a uh, uh, coffee shop where I, where I do a uh, buzz mill coffee shop where we have the, uh, the Get Excelsior it. comedy show. Every big shout every out, first big Thursday, shout out. first Thursday of every month. Come they check get it, it out down there. Make sure you head on down. This is going to be a big, big night, big hell of a time. Yep. Oh, Good for laughs for Days, <laughs> D-A-Y-Z, that's right. Oh, and our boy. Good, for our good friends at, at uh, High Octane Brewery, they're going to be providing pilsners. Their IPAs is going to be a great time. Um, no, so anyway. <laughs> no, I, I'm in there, and this woman, and uh, and you I was actually chatting to the, uh, yeah, chatting to just the fella, the fella behind the counter about actually comedy stuff. And um, this woman comes in and she's like, did you play this? Did you play? And they were playing. It was literally uh, boys to men. It was poison, poison. That girl is poison. Very like. Yeah, Belle Bib DeVoe. Yeah. Belle Bib, oh, sorry. Belle Bib DeVoe. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, can, we, can we edit that so I don't sound like a fucking idiot calling it po- <laughs> Belle Bib DeVoe when it was. That's all right. Michael Bivens was involved. Ah! With both. That's all right. Don't worry about it, bud. Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Zach and Mike Make 3 podcast. But I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I do. It's called the International News Service. Me and my news team look into stories of the weird, stories of the bizarre, and stories of the unimaginable. And also, it's very, very stupid. So check out the International News Service wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not going to edit shit. (laughs) The, um, the, uh, but yeah, she comes in and she's having a freak out. It was a bummer because she had like a kid with, with the, and, and the, the, was it the lyrics? No, she was just like, so you, so I'm, she's like, I'm here at Buzzmill and you're just playing this music, this R&B music. And the dude behind the counter was Whoa. a million times more nicer than I would ever be. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, we just, we play random stuff. Uh, I'll play whatever you want. What would you like me to play? She was like, not this. And she was like, and he was like, well, tell me anything. She was like, something that matches the vibe in here, Matt, that matches all this. And and the bar looks very like, uh, it kind of looks like a log cabin, kind of like a faux log cabin kind of. And he was like, you know, you tell me anything and I, I will play it. And she wouldn't say, and just like. She wouldn't watch- say the Lumineers. That was her problem. She I, would not say the Lumineers. Wait, was, she, she, was she was she mentally ill? I'm just thinking she was. I mean, I think like I watched her for a little bit, and it, yeah, I mean there was there was something going on there mentally or whatever. And I almost I had like the half uh, I had like a half thought of like I should whip out my phone and 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 record this because this is gonna get weirder and sillier. And then I saw honestly I saw her kid who looked super bummed out who was about like. 12 who was well enough to know that mom is having a bad day in some way shape or form and i was like i'm not gonna uh, i'm not and and i like i just immediately kind of started to get the sense of like yeah she's not she's not making any sense as to why she's so angry about this and i have seen some of the karen ones a couple where like it was even like a woman there's one in in like a in like a walgreens where this woman was being like crazy racist and it was like oh no that is a schizo i mean not that you it's okay but it was like she's having a schizophrenic break but those karen videos where it's in a suburban neighborhood and it's kids skateboarding mm, yeah those are pretty great no i mean even that well you'd yeah or it, it, it's it's 
I guess it's so funny to me because um, we didn't uh, we didn't have a name for that lady that showed up yeah. and complained when we were skateboarding and be like, yeah. man, man, why are you doing that here? Your yeah. music so loud in your car. And it was like, why? Why do you feel entitled to come up? Like, do you know how like if you had just walked by this, what what small portion of your day this would have consumed? It would have consumed a blip in your day and you yeah. just kept fucking walking. You yeah. weren't hanging out here, but you just felt that you have some sort of right or entitlement to say that. And we didn't have recourse. We could just be like, fuck you and just mouth off or whatever. But now now there's the power of the Internet to make them look like fucking fools. Yeah. It is so it's it's so good. Like that woman in Central Park with the dog. Oh, I yeah. feel like she caught, you know, a ton of shit for that. But it really exposed what kind of a piece of shit she was. You know, yeah. like I I don't know. I I like to watch. I <laughs> what what I like it because I think they start to real now, especially they're starting to realize like, oh, a camera's out. I'm and there's a weird like you can see yeah. the gears turning <laughs> in all that. And yeah. what it is and what it exposes, especially when people like kind of bounce back is and and I love I love to see it. It's it's a it's a certain uh it could, I, I don't even think that Karen's tend to be like extremely wealthy. They're that that middle that that like upper middle class. But it is the thing to see a person get told no for the first time in their lives. Yeah. First time they've ever been told no. And as somebody who's been told no, mostly um, it is nice to see one of them have a sense of that and just to see the mental breakdown on a full it, it's just crazy to see like you've never been told no and you're having the same reaction that a toddler gets when he's told no for the first time right, it is yeah. a toddler's reaction yeah it's great well that's like, great like your your instance mike of the woman that doesn't like the music i mean she's either mentally ill or she's a fucking chronic white lady you know yeah that's yeah just, so, so used to everything bending to her fucking will, just like most white people, and it all works out for them and all that shit. And she's probably done shit like that. And somebody goes, "Oh, ma'am, I am so sorry. Yes, we'll change that immediately." Instead of being in a you know buzz mill with a bunch of snarky bartenders, where they usually could go, you know, you can go fuck off. How about that? You know, yeah. No one's ever said that to her. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. There was I, my favorite is that the internet for because. Cause like, for instance, that now, you know, there's the Karen and there's the Kevin and there's that dipshit who that racist piece of shit who like was shouting at his neighbor and like then turns to the guy filming him and he gives his fucking address like a moron. <laughs> and now he has this full scale protest outside his house and he's all apologies. Now he is so sorry for the pain he caused and for the things he says. And he never meant it. That guy would have caught no shit in the past because, you know, that yeah. family dealt with racism their whole life and they just went back into their house and they just learned to ignore it like they've been forced to do for years but now the internet creates real accountability yeah. and this guy is like fuck there's wow. three fucking angry yeah. the house. and he was like come and fucking find me and so they were like y'all told us to turn up and we did we're here come out any part of it and it's beautiful it's poetic in yeah. its 
Ah, uh, and it, and it just reminds you that sometimes the internet isn't all bad. Some, yeah. And I sleep really well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, number number two, I, one just little piece on the Karen thing. Yeah. <laughs> Those fucking that haircut that yeah. the very popular one. It's so like I have had a lot of thoughts of like it is so oddly like new wave and punk rock, but it's not. It's the, the weird. I guess it's just the distillation. Like the Kate Gosling, like the Kate Gosling. Yes. Yeah, of, it's yeah. the spiky in the back and then the and then the, the, swoop, uh, the yeah. swoop thing. And with like with blonde highlights that are clearly like mismatch. It's like a weird like it is. It's odd in that that has become a mainstream haircut for for conservative conservative esque. In order to fit in with the whole, they, they have to do that. It's like with punk, you know, you get a mohawk or, you know, your Liberty Spikes with those women, you get that haircut. Yeah, exactly. It's their conformity. Yeah. You know, it, it, I thought for a while, too, with like the people like that are like that, that are like fucking, you know, like the Kevin who looks in the camera and he's like, come and fucking find me. We're all from the 90s. We all came out of that if you're around the 40, yeah. 50 year old mark. And that whole ethos of that time was that for fuck you, don't, you know, I won't do what you tell me. You know me. <laughs> it was, but even, but you can't change the fact that some of those kids were bound to become conservative and they yeah. carried that that feeling with them. There's this feeling uh, that they're standing up to some greater evil not realizing they are the evil that we were yeah. talking about back then. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? There's that don't tread on me kind of mentality. And it's like, meanwhile, you know, sucking on the heel of the boot that's pressing you down, you know, like uh, it's uh, yeah, it's really interesting. But the biggest thing is that it's just straight up entertaining when that dude <laughs> fucking like fucking bash that dude with the can in the face. Oh, yeah. I laughed. <laughs> too much at that and yeah. i feel like it's not helping anything i'm not creating discourse i know that but god is it funny yeah it's it just it's real fun anyway it's all right gratification okay so that's your thing number two karen videos that's a great thing number two let's get into your thing number three. Oh god damn it's the thing number three okay i'm really into and this is the reason i bring this up because i have counted myself as sober uh, for 11 years, I just passed my 11 year sobriety date from alcohol. I haven't drank in, in 11 years, but I have really got into CBD and THC and I've been kind of struggling with that because I don't do it every day or anything, but as far as helping me sleep, uh, yeah. CBD has been. And so like, there's this weird thing where I'm struggling with like, am I still should I still consider myself sober? But I do because that's not my drug of choice. Right. Alcohol and uh, certain pills were my drug of choice. And I stopped doing those. And I and I don't I don't I, I have the urge and I resist it and I fight that and I don't do it. But uh, the THC and CBD has been so helpful. I feel no hangover. I don't yeah. feel ill effects. Yeah. So it's this weird thing of like. Is it am I am I still sober? I think you are. Well, and I think, you know, CBD is great on many, you know, as a guy that doesn't drink or smoke or do drugs. I also feel like pot and should be legal and should have been legal this whole time. I think it's ridiculous how many people are incarcerated on, you know, marijuana, marijuana violations and stuff. It's ridiculous. 
Um, but I say lock them up. There, there you go. There is this CBD that looks you guys know me just like weed. It's in buds. You smoke it. It's CBD that doesn't have THC in it. And now, at least in Texas, I don't know about everywhere and states where marijuana is still illegal. They there's a machine that tests whether that is CBD or THC, but it is so expensive like uh, cruisers can't drive around with that machine. There's like that right. machine is back. So they can't really bust people on marijuana offenses anymore, which is genius. I think it's amazing, you know, yeah. so being legal and being able something you could just go buy at a store in this like bud form that looks exactly like pot and smells just like pot. It's making it now to where they're sort of redefining what, you know, marijuana laws and will probably lead to more the rapid, uh, more states legalizing marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like I, so I, I smoked pot in high school and then I stopped just after high school. Cause I had a terrible panic attack on it and that I couldn't do it at for years. And then it started to get legalized here. Obviously Colorado is kind oh, of yeah. in the forefront of that. And, and like, people would always be like, you just didn't find the right type, bro. And I'm like, it's all pot. It does all the same thing. But then one dude who I know has really bad anxiety attacks and panic attacks like I do was like, no, I found this type with a dumb name, Canatonic. And he was like, but it is way high in CBD, very, very low THC. And they have it in an edible because I don't want to smoke either. I'm not like big on like, fucking my lungs up or whatever so i yeah i started getting these drops and the nights that i take them maybe twice a week i sleep like a fucking baby and i'm yeah. like and i have like shoulder and neck issues because of the stupid jujitsu dumb shit and so like uh and my mind races i fucking sleep and i wake up and i'm like all right let's do it i don't feel yeah. bad i'm like how is this illegal but then i do struggle like i said with the fact that you know, I don't believe I, I truly believe that that you're if you're numbing anything, you're you know, there's there's some other route that you should be trying. Right. Rec if you're doing it recreationally or whatever, you know, I don't well, know. I mean, you know, yeah, I can see I can see. And it is it is a weird with with sobriety. I think we we kind of associate it with a real all or nothing attitude, you know? And, uh, but yeah, like what I, I've, I've, I will say, I've known a lot of sober guys, like guys that have had real problems, uh, you know, just really fucking up their lives that have crept into a little bit, uh, kind of the amount you're talking about, definitely CBD, a little bit of marijuana or some THC and then the occasional like twice a year mushroom thing. And that thing of I'll hear that they're getting back into it. And this is a while back because I'm a little bit used to that phenomenon now. But this is like guys like, you know, five, 10 years ago that I'd hear like, yeah, I did mushrooms. And I'd be like, you know, one of them particularly, I took him aside. I was like, hey, man, I got to tell you, I'm a little worried about this because, uh, you know, I've seen you relapse a while. And he's like, no, I think I got this. And like, lo and behold, like it's five years later or whatever. Like, I think he's got it. So, I mean, like he's still, you know, he's not like he hasn't fallen back into the stuff. Um, I, I, I understand what I'm saying is incredibly anecdotal to one person, but I have. Yeah, no, I but have I mean, I've, I've known, I mean, I've known, uh, I mean, I grew up in the Northeast and in, in Maine and 
the, the opioid epidemic started there, started very early. And uh, I know heroin right, addicts. Stop dropping your cool points. We get no, it. No, but I mean, heroin. <laughs> yeah. I we know. started Humble it, brat. baby. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Hyperbole at its fine. No, we were it, the pitchfork of hard drugs. They, they, we were the tip of the spear on, we're really, yeah. No, we, we like when uh, growing up, there was just a lot of oxy use and a lot yeah. of heroin use. And I know people who have stopped who were heroin addicts who can have a beer or two. Because yeah. the beer is not really doing exactly what it was. Yeah. It's not that. And I think that's the same thing. Like pot to me, THC is a stimulant and I don't like stimulants. I don't even drink coffee or caffeine. I don't like or I don't smoke because I don't like the feeling of being up. Um, but this little bit of THC and this little bit of CB, like this um, a big amount of CBD, something about it feels good. And I don't have like this craving. I'm not, but I've been real conflicted. Like, am I putting, you know, you never know with addiction and I'm always like uh, vigilant to not drink yeah. again. Cause I'm, yeah, I will drink problematically. I know that. Yeah. I mean, wisdom is like, you know, I mean, I have straight edge friends that think that, yeah, you know, coffee, anything is, relying on anything and I drink coffee every day and always have, you know? Um, so I think really it depends on the person and what you can handle, what you can't handle and what yeah. you think would be a gateway drug to something else. Um, I can't speak to it because I've never done anything, but I also know what, you know, I, I also know that have I you have been edge your whole life. Yeah. I got drunk once when I was 16 years old, never did anything else. My parents were both big, drugs drinking smoking all that my brother and i right. both we just decided not to do anything we never did um but you know i found like the straight edge movement when i was younger and then you know sort of there's yeah. people that grew out of it and there's people that still you know are fully into it and would think that anything is dependence and all of that stuff and i i don't necessarily it's crazy to me how many edge kids i knew when i was growing up and i partied real hard and then we've like somehow passed each other on the oh, road yeah. and they're like big into like micro breweries and shit like yeah. that and i'm like nah i don't touch any of that stuff and i yeah. and it's weird that i like crossed and i'm like when did we intersect with each other yeah yeah there was should have been a week there at least yeah. one week where you were like <laughs> i guess we saw eye eye. now they drink ipas and smoke two cigarettes at the same time yeah I guess one, I one's a menthol <laughs> the, the, the the mix is perfect uh, I will say, though, I've seen people that have kind of wasted their lives on THC, though. I've seen people that like are not the same people because they can't. They're they're so high all the time that when they're not high, they there's like a weird control system of people that are constantly high. And then when they're not high, they become really edgy and irritable and like not yeah. And that's that's you know, I don't know. I don't think that it's it's not. It's also smoking wax. Like when I see people doing dabs and smoking wax, yeah. if you need a blowtorch to do yeah. any kind of drug, I don't know. I mean, some of that shit fucks you. I mean, yeah, people ending up in hospitals on edibles because they get a candy bar and they eat the whole fucking thing and they've eaten yeah. 100 milligrams of THC. And 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 then they launch themselves out a window or whatever. I, I like 
I don't want that was my problem. I would take a hit of like this new like atomic kind of weed that they're cross pollinating and breeding. Yeah. And, then, and then I'm like, I hate this. But I found that in the right small enough dose, I think like the micro dosing revolution with with mushrooms, with LSD yeah. and with THC does have a, a real therapeutic effect that could be valuable to human uh, to human I beings. think, yeah, there's a lot of new studies uh, with I mean, this is all controlled with uh, doctors in the room of like ketamine treatments that I've been reading about that sound super interesting. I don't think that I need hopefully don't I need that. Very, very, very close friend uh, who whom, you know, Mike, I just don't want to say yeah. it on this, but he um, he did ketamine treatments. And his description of for his um, uh, for some mental health things and for pain stuff. And he did it. He's done a few and he noticeably lighter after that. Yeah. Like as a human being, like his uh, attitude. Oh, I yeah. Don't, I don't think CBD, you know, it is it, it's the cannabinol. Is that what it is? And it doesn't cannabinoid. Have, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. THC in it. Did you hear that? Uh, Domino's is bringing back the cannabinoid. The can. Okay. Um, okay. Um, You're such an asshole, dude. Let we're me having, say Zach and I are having like, yeah. a, I know Mike is such an asshole. We're, we're having ruins, a real conversation. It ruins pizza. No, it, we were having a conversation. We were actually touching on some heavier subjects. We were like really dissecting what it means to be an addict and whatnot. And, and yeah. you just go right to Domino's because you're trash. You're a trash <laughs> human being. You understand yeah. nothing about human reasoning. Human. And thank I, I think I know, I know it's just it's trashy. It, it's mm -hmm. a trashy kind of thing. It's from whatever nuclear part of Texas you're from. No one no one knows where Denton is. No one under no one knows. No one cares. We all like the Markmen. When when are we gonna let go of it? When are we gonna? What are we thinking of? When do we stop praising a town because you know? It, it, I mean, that's it. Um, well, then I think. Well, I will say this about THC though, uh, and 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 the weed and the weed. Uh, <laughs> um. You know, the thing about pot and I avoided pot for a really long time because of like, like, there's no question. And this is like a hard thing to grapple with, kind of like when you were talking about jocks and sports. It's when a culture is so fucking lame that you avoid it, even if there's some something actual good at the heart of it, which is like I like pot culture is such a corny goofball yes. junior high thing that i for the long time missed that there might actually be anything good beneficial of kind, kind of like rick and morty like kind of fandom. like everything i talked about yeah. i mean martial arts is the same way w what a difficult community the fighting community <laughs> Yeah, right. filled with extremely toxic views on science and health and society and rights. And uh, but the practice. Yeah. Of martial arts is extremely beneficial and helpful. And I think it's the same. Yeah. Weed culture. Don't ever call anybody a bud tender. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. That's a real thing, right? A That's bud, a... a bud tender. Uh, yeah. Ugh. 
<laughs> also, I look, I look, I could not look more in my entire life like I'm into weed. Like I could not, I look really the do. most. I was going to say that too. You, I look like the most druggy that I've ever looked in my entire life. Yeah, you do look very weed-ish, very weed guy. Uh, well, let's recap. So your thing number one was Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Your thing number two is Karen videos. Yes. And your thing number three is uh, CBD. Yeah. I and uh, Chochi. I, I, when you say it like that, I don't like myself. <laughs> I don't like, and is I don't the, expect any of your listeners to enjoy. I think they're going to love you. And and I was going to plug that. Please look up Ben Roy. His. I got a quick question is the, going back is, uh, <laughs> is Japanese versus Brazilian jujitsu. And you do the, the Brazilian because you're fully waxed. So, Zach, you were saying you were kind of outro <laughs> this yeah, whole thing. Yeah. Saying, Thanks, uh, Mike, for interjecting the outro with such a such a quality piece of topical humor. Um, what were you saying, Zach? I was going to say, <laughs> you can look up uh, Ben Roy, look up his So name. even your butthole is just, okay, you just I take it and you- I fucking hate you, Mike. You Everything I said every about being on tour with you- Single hair. Oh, your humanity. I don't like you. Smooth, I said it because I want the plug. Smooth as a baby's butt. Smooth <laughs> as a baby's butt, literally. It, like all the way right around the the- the pieces and part. How do you stop him? Does he do this? When Always. You all... We're like trying to wrap it up. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> I just listen. Fucking genius doesn't come on a, you know, a specific schedule. You know, genius. Genius comes when genius comes. And you just <laughs> fucking, you know, you have to, you know, the Navajo Indians say that we're not we're not creating ideas. All right. I'll see you guys later. out of the air. Uh, anyway, check out Ben Roy, his amazing band spells, his stand uh, 97 died. The rat race. I have a new album, too, called Take the Sandwich. Uh, new stand up oh, yeah, album. Talk Everybody about that. Check. How funny no, that we did not We did talk about the Navajo, apparently. Where, yeah, no shit. That was important. Where can you find your. Uh, where, where can okay, you find well, let's just. OK. I, hey, uh, listeners, who is pro Navajo and who is <laughs> anti indigenous people on this podcast? Uh, uh, Okay, I, I, that's not what I meant. Oh, now, no, 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 no. We quite heard what you meant. Where can you find your new stand-up record, Ben? You can find it wherever you stream or download any of your content. It's in Spotify, Pandora, the iTunes. You can find it everywhere. And, and it's... Uh, you, you have two... Go ahead. Yeah, I have two podcasts. Uh, 97.9 The Rat Race is through all things comedy. And then the bigger of the podcast is the Grolix saves the world. And that is available through Starburns audio. Both of those though, you can get wherever you stream all your content. And uh, yeah, you both are amazing. And I all joking aside, Michael, fuck yourself, Zach, what yeah. a pleasure to finally meet you. I like, know. I mean, we've, I've heard about, you know, I've been through this fucking uh, lump of this. Oh, yeah. Jabroni. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This you get to hear about me because I talk and, and I have ideas come in my head and pontificate. <laughs> and that's all good in the past until he I doesn't even know what pontificate means. No, that's the worst part. He, he thinks it's a type of boat. It's a pontificate type of boat. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. I know shit. I know how to do stuff. Uh, well, that's hey, it. I want to say, uh, let me say, let me, this is this is sincere. This is uh, this is pertinent about what Ben literally what he just said. 
Okay, the, the Navajo Nation. No, no, uh, no. Ben, uh, Ben's podcast. Uh, thank you for putting my stand-up bit on your uh, new. Yeah, man. He's the uh, featured comic on uh, this week's episode of the Grolic Saves the World. So go listen to some some weeby stand-up and uh, weeby jamming, weeby jamming weeby soon. Jamming. Okay, yeah, I haven't yeah. heard that I since I was in the fucking fourth grade. Well, I got fucking interrupted. It's also very nice to meet you as well, even though we yeah, man. And uh, friends for life. I'm going to put you in touch with my brother because you guys will both dork out about fucking. I, if he wants to talk fucking martial arts for a long time, let's get this podcast thing going. Will, and he'll talk your fucking head off. Yeah, uh, love it. All right. Well, Ben, thank you so much for doing our, our podcast. We really appreciate that. Thank you for having me do it. And, and those people listening, most importantly, if you have HBO Max, my TV show, Those Who Can't. Uh, that was on True TV is now officially streaming all three seasons on on HBO Max. So go watch it now. But thank you both for having me there. Yes, of course. And it's fucking hilarious. And I love that show. I know. I wish we had done more seasons so we could have had you on, Weeby, and you could have ruined take after take with your yeah. indigenous. I people. think I probably would have made take after take exactly. better. And they probably would have given me a spinoff. They would have given my cast. Character. You know why? Because you come with a level of professionalism. They would have oh, given me a spinoff and of just my <laughs> character, probably. Okay, I'm going to get out of here because I fucking hate you. Yeah, oh, good. good. I'm going to go. I'm going to go work out and do more jujitsu than you. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to the sound talent media. I didn't even mean this, but look at that. Oh, he's wearing a spell shirt. Spells rules. Get it. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, come to all the shit we plugged in the beginning. If you listened, that means you have to listen right now. Thanks to Sound Talent Media for letting us do our podcast. Mike, what else do you have to say? Uh, that's it. That's all. Okay. Come check out Dracula's. Check out Rise Against. Check out Spells. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We'll talk at you guys later. We'll see you soon. Hopefully. See you in hat. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, 
um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>